Hi, it's Bronya. So, for my choice board response, I chose to do a podcast. Sorry if you hear music in the background, I'm playing music. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be talking about the rhetorical situation that Tracy Chi, the author of the book, um, and how she kind of like just portrayed the book through her rhetorical situation. So, to start off, we'll do the speaker. Um, the author of the book is Tracy G, like I just said, um, but she's an Asian-American author writing about how Asians were treated during the Vietnam War. Um, sometimes I feel like this can be, like, an anecdote, like, of maybe, like, personal, like, um, experiences, or maybe it won't, or maybe it's just, like, fictional, or she's just trying to, like, um, give example of, like, AAPI hate crimes and just kind of spread the word about it and make people known of, like, this history, um, but yeah, that's, like, how I feel as if, like, the speaker, um, I didn't do, like, deep, deep research about her, but I kind of just looked up, like, basic information about her and how, like, she was writing at the University of California, Santa Cruz, and then she obtained her master's degree in San Francisco State, and then she lives in California. Um, she has best-selling author books. Um, she has other books called The Reader, The Storyteller, A Thousand Steps Into Night. Um, and, like, when I see the book covers, all of them have, like, Asian-American, like, covers. Like, they portray, like, Asian-American, like, features. Um, so I think she's mostly about, like, spreading Asian, uh, Asian American, Asian American awareness. Um, kind of similar to how, like, a lot of black authors do. So that's what I said for her about the speaker. And then her purpose is to kind of spread the issue of, like, AAPI hate crimes. And she kind of does that through, like, the last couple chapters and, like, the first couple chapters. And how, like, um... In the last couple chapters, oh no, the first couple chapters, how, um, what was it? I think it was chapter three, either chapter two or chapter three, but it was when, um, Minna was with, I think, his brother and they got beat up and jumped in front of a store and the father, um, got beat up as well. And it's just really saddening. And it was by a bunch of, like, white guys that, like, called them, like, Japs and stuff like that. And it was just really heartbreaking to read that. Um, and she was kind of explaining, like, how it was, like, growing up as an Asian during the times of the Vietnam War in the Bay Area. So it was really surprising to me how, like, she used the Bay Area. I mean, I understand that, like, there's a lot of internment camps in the Bay Area, like, example, Tamarin. Um, but... I wasn't expecting a lot of racism in our area, especially since our area is very diverse. Um, like within like the mission, the sunsets, the Excelsior, there's a lot of different places that are like very diverse. Um, and then for audience, I believe that she was mainly targeting the AAPI community and young teenagers as it can be relatable with age and also race. Um, but it's intriguing to learn about, like, history and, like, how we never learned it before, like, especially, like, this side of it. And so, like, history books, like, don't really, like, dive deep into, like, little details and, like, don't really explain, like, how it affects one single community. Like, yes, they do that with, like, slaves and, like, racism, but, like, 
they obviously like don't go into like other different cultures like other minorities and i feel like that's really important for children to learn and especially um like young teenagers and then for context i don't really know what to put i mean um context is pretty much like like the entire novel um but like i feel like if i were to say that context i feel like it would be like I think it would mostly be about, like, like, what she wrote, like, the feelings and emotions that were put into this book, because it was a lot of, like, emotions, like, and feelings throughout this entire book, like, I felt as if, like, the characters were feeling, like, determined at one point, and then sad at one point, and then happy at one point, and it was just, like, it was a lot of emotions running through the entire book. Um, and then for exigence, I was just gonna say, like, my golden lines. I don't really know what exigence means, but I'm pretty sure it means evidence. I know it's not evidence, but I know it's, like, something else, but I'll just say evidence. Um, so I'm just gonna go over, like, a couple of my golden lines, because I feel like they were really good. So, one golden line is, get your head out of your ass, soldier. You've got a war to fight, and it's not an effing tool, like, um that quote kind of expresses like the harshness of the commanders and lieutenants at the camp and shows how like they don't care for others and that was from um one of the last chapters and then the next quote is we hear the news but we don't believe it at first the news hits minnow hits minnow like a truck so using like that simile it kind of emphasizes the sadness and despair for the loss of twitchy which is one of their friends from the war i think he was the one that too late and um it was just like it was a really like depressive chapter and it was just about like how they lost their good friend and like the author um narrates for every character like how like what their emotions were and how they felt while they heard the news of um twitchy's death and then one second And then another golden line is starts whistling Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, that one um, was about how I think it was either Stan or Moss, but um, they didn't like the song. <sighs> Sorry, it's early morning. Um, they didn't like the song Yankee Doodle Dandy because it was like really patriotic and he felt like whoever like started whistling i think it was an asian asian american person that started whistling yankee doodle dandy and he got really mad because it was really patriotism i mean sorry patriotic but it was also kind of going against like their culture i believe i think he was just really upset about it um and then last quote is um when Stan starts remembering when the white people were calling him names and threatening him and his father when they were saying, Japs, go home. And it was just really saddening to hear that, especially, like, when that's, like, a racial slur. And it kind of reminded me of when, like, I got called a racial slur and how I felt. And it was just really depressing, and it's not really a good feeling to feel. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, kind of my um opinion on like, the rhetorical situation of this entire novel so thanks for listening this brand new have a good day